Wait. Wait. No. Did they seriously just... What the fuck? Why, why would they do that? They messed with the nacelles. Why would they mess with the nacelles? Please don't tell me they detach. They... They just... They detach, don't they? <sighs> okay. Okay. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. I mean, as you guys all know, I love the Crossfield class, but I might be able to warm up to this refit once I calm down. I guess, I mean, I do kind of like the glowy Tron lines. I, I just, I still don't know how I feel about these detached nacelles, you know? I mean, I guess it, it does kind of make sense that they would update the ship's tech. But man, I'm really going to miss that dark bronze sheen. I mean, we all kind of saw that this was coming, right? But I guess I guess I was just in denial about it. Too young for this trek. The final frontier. These are the voyages of... MC. Troy. And Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. Am I recording? Oh, yeah, make sure you're recording. <laughs> I am recording. Okay, good. No, okay. I, I just had now it down because checking. I was... <laughs> I am also recording. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be weird without uh, Troy or Tyler here at all. But I think we got this. I think we got this. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh, what? <laughs> Not what I want to hear. Hey there, guys. Sorry I can't be on the episode. But I have a couple thoughts I want to share. <laughs> well, hello, and welcome to Too Young for this trek. I'm Eric. And I'm MC. And today we're talking about Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 6, Scavengers. Also known as... Uh, That's your cue. Oh, me first? <laughs> uh, black spot, uh, it's Black Box Hidden. Because, um, I don't know why. It, there's always <laughs> hidden black boxes when it comes to mysteries. So... Oh, that works. Yeah. I called this one Escape from Planet Landfill. Uh, because, you know, it, it's just a whole planet, like, full of, like, uh, old Star Trek paraphernalia, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like they're, they're, uh, old 24th century apart. phasers from TNG and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, they're literally tearing apart uh, old ships for parts. Yeah, that that whole scene, that, that whole sequence kind of made me sad. I was like, oh, man, like, like, I don't know, it's, it's the whole thing, like, one man's trash is another man's treasure you know so i would nerd out like crazy on that planet there's a reference in this there's a couple references in this yeah right there self-sealing stem bolts do you remember that episode that sounds super familiar i should remember this episode it's deep space nine where noggin um jake get self-sealing stem bolts like a hundred of them or something and or they start off with something, and then they get the stem bolts, and they just keep working their way through stuff. That, that stuff's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, I love that this show this show has been like just cramming in references in the background in like every single episode. There's always something. Uh and this this one definitely didn't disappoint in that regard. Um so yeah, unfortunately, uh both Tyler and Troy couldn't make it today. Um they're totally not on a non-sanctioned mission right now. So, um I mean, no one on this podcast would disobey a direct order. Yeah, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> Of course not. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't think I would ever disobey Saru. He's too nice. He's, he's a great <laughs> captain. I I like Michael Burnham a lot, but I was so upset that she just... I was... She completely was, disobeyed. Yeah. She disobeyed him, you know? Like, you know like, what I mean? Like, And it was right after what happened in the last episode. Like... Like, she's on shaky ground already. I was okay with what happened. I am a little disappointed that Saru didn't go to the Admiral sooner. I think Tilly was right that it was his responsibility to be like, hey, uh, I I have a person who's gone rogue. What do? Uh, that would have been a good thing for him to do. And at the end, the fact that he had to demote Michael. Yeah. Yeah, she deserved that. I mean, I, she should have her ass busted down to Ensign for that. Yeah, and, and, and he was like, I, I really hate to do this because I like you, but you're demoted. Oh, we're going back to the end of... <laughs> Eric! Yeah. Yeah, Set us up I know. to go back to the end of the episode. We're, we're supposed to be start at the beginning of the episode. Okay, okay, so... okay. So let's, let's start off with a little brief summary of what happened here. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> um. Admiral Vance has a board meeting with what's left of Starfleet's fleet. The disco gets a totally unnecessary redesign. <sighs> the Discovery crew gets fancy new badges that work as personal transporters, communicators, tricorders, and fancy holograms all in one. Some of the some of the crew is skeptical about all the new software upgrades, but Linus is just really excited about being able to bamf in and out of the room like Nightcrawler. They receive a hail from Book's cat and realize that Book's gone missing. Burnham disobeys a direct order from Captain Saru and enlists Georgio to help her rescue her not boyfriend. Burnham and Georgio go to Planet Landfill. Tilly makes friends with Grudge. Stamets and Adira bond over their ghost friends. Giorgio and Burnham start a slave uprising in order to rescue Book. And Captain Saru understandably reprimands Burnham and demotes her back to science officer. Again. So yeah, I I know that was a nice quick summary, but a lot, a lot happened in this one. (laughs) Yeah. um, So with the, um, the, the admiral and the room. Did you notice anyone interesting? Because there's some aliens no. in there. Oh, I think you know. I think I saw a screenshot after the episode. Uh, someone posted of uh, a Cardassian. Yeah. Uh, well, there's that guy, a uh, woman. Uh, but there's a guy with like a massive shark head or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you, did King you Shark see joined that? Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it it was weird. Uh, I, I was. Did he have like it, a like it, a street sharks thing going on, or was no, it just it, his head? No, no, it was like off to the side. I, I don't think it's actually a shark head, and I think we <laughs> might get a close up of it. But it it was like a big head, and it, oh, okay. 
like the silhouette just like reminded me of like aquatic or something and it was just like what the hell is that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah i mean they've had some bold designs um you know on discovery so far um which is cool you know like if you're going to introduce a new alien um instead of you know just slapping some shit on their face you know like let's uh let's do something different let's you know go all out you know we have the budget for it now yeah uh and then of course we get the scene with them getting the new badges yeah uh so what are your thoughts on these on these new starfleet badges like the oval shaped badges uh, I want one just for the AR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. I like I like that concept. Um, I I had some mixed feelings on it. Um, you know, it totally makes sense from a technological standpoint because, of course, they would you know incorporate all that stuff together. It's kind of like how we have smartphones today, and they do everything. It's like a calculator. It's a phone. Yeah. It's a, the internet, you know, it's a camera and all that in one. So, you know, it totally makes sense, especially with the communicators being the badges and TNG. This is like the next step or the next several steps. Um, I also like in the retrofit how they described uh, like this new technology, this nano whatever um oh yeah yeah yeah. how it was adaptive and like it went it's more like it how you want to use it it adapts to you as a person rather than it being the same for everyone which is a really cool idea and how i think technology is probably going to start advancing uh especially with like AI assistance and all that, like, and Google just collecting all your information and knowing exactly what you're looking for when you're about to start looking for it these days. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. I, I I still kind of prefer, the, like, the 23rd century Starfleet badges, the one, you know, the original Discovery badges. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'm going to it's going to take a little getting used to. And I feel like some of the crew members were kind of like that too. They're like, I don't know about this, you know, yeah. uh, with the, uh, you know, the way that the consoles come up and meet their fingers and all that. It's, it's neat, but it's different, you know? And <laughs> like whenever they change anything, you know, it's like, you got to kind of have to get used to it, you know? But well, it's, I mean, yeah, they did sort of jump way into the future. And then right. they're kind of stuck there at the moment. Yeah, and it totally makes sense that they would do that, you know? Like, from a story standpoint, I can't complain. Um, which brings me to the, the actual look of the ship. What are your thoughts? <laughs> it looks very similar. I, yeah. I, I, It's just... It, it. It's like, every now and then, it's like, we get a shot from the outside, and you're like, that's not really what Discovery looked like. And then you're like, all oh, right, they retrofitted it and it's all modern, uh, all like this new technology. And it's like some of the things it, it's like, it's thrown off the shape of the ship. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, it's not immediately like, I see it now, and it's not immediately like, oh, that's Discovery. It's like, I have to search for it a little bit. Yeah. Now, we didn't get, a, a like, a 
we didn't get to see much of it. You know, there was like two main shots, I think. Um, so I don't know if we've really had, I don't know if I've had time to really warm up to the design, um, but there's a few really striking differences. Obviously the detached nacelles, which, you know, <laughs> I went on and on about earlier. Um, but I, the glow's kind of cool, you know, and I like that it definitely looks like it's from another era now. It looks advanced. It's yeah. very uh, sleek and shiny and all that, and that's cool. But I just really liked the original Discovery design. I know not everyone's, like, <laughs> um, on board for that, but, uh, you know. May, I, I guess I just got to see more of this this new um, retrofit. I imagine it's it's probably similar to how people felt when the uh, the Star Trek movies came out and they, like, redesigned the ship there with the, uh, you know a little bit more angular look and stuff yeah well i mean while that's happening it like it seems to do it doesn't really take all that long and we see a few scenes of like robots outside the ship but there's two different robots so we're supposed to be led to believe that there's still some of the old Discovery robots, but there's probably also new Starfleet ones there as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, But this episode really, like, the story sort of picks up when Bookship arrives with Judge. Yeah, yeah, Grudge. Um, So, I guess book abandoned ship or yeah, i guess he got captured but maybe his his ship um had autopilot to go to where burnham was is that what yeah happened? i guess because the cat to wasn't to... yeah i mean the cat wasn't flying the ship i assume <laughs> um but i mean it was really cool to see the cat again i like that cat that is a big cat by the way that scene with yeah. tilly like that thing's like half her size <laughs> um so since we do get to see Grudge again, since it's the return of Grudge, that means we have another. Look, there's a cat. Yeah, I got a cat. Um, because and Tyler not here to complain. <laughs> yeah, Tyler will kill us if we don't include this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have a story. I don't think I've told this one before. I hope not. But um, this was, I guess this was a few weeks ago now, but um. I was like, I was getting up, I was, you know, getting my coffee ready and everything. And I sat down on the couch and one of the cats just jumps up and knocks the whole coffee mug over. Oh, <laughs> like before I even had a chance to sip it. Like I was like, oh, I really need some coffee this morning. Like I, <laughs> it was like, you know, it was just one of those mornings. Like I was like. I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to drink my coffee and everything will be okay. And then cat's like, nah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nah, bitch. <laughs> my cat Lily now thinks that my bedroom's her room because she's obviously been coming up and taking naps on my bed while I've been out. Oh yeah. So Friday I got back from work a little bit early and I came in and I lied down on my bed. Mm hmm. And she came walking into my room instead of complaining I was laying in her spot. <laughs> of course. Yeah. There we yeah, go. There, there's there's our there's a cat 
<laughs> yeah, mm, there you go. There you go, Tyler. <laughs> All right. So uh, apparently, the burn had a point of origin. Um, yeah, that was kind of an interesting little tidbit. They talk about it not all happening at once and Mm -hmm. that she's found two other black boxes so far from other ships and with this third one they might be able to triangulate where the burn started yeah exactly um do you have any thoughts on like what this could be because it sounds like someone or something caused it yeah Well, everything vibrates at a certain frequency mm-hmm. in the universe, so mm-hmm. it could have something to do with that. Um, could be some experiment, like I like I mentioned before. Yeah, it could be some experiment that they were doing with warp or something else to do with dilithium. Mm-hmm. Cascaded something and then sent a ripple effect outwards. Uh, but yeah, it's really hard to know right at this point about anything, especially even who's involved. Yeah. Like, I have no clue. Yeah. I'm really no hoping, hints. I'm hoping it's not related to the Red Angel thing. Like, I hope, it feels like that's kind of what they're going for, but I hope that that's not the case, because... That would mean that everything wrong in the universe was Michael Burnham's fault, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, she caused... Well, she's blamed for the Klingon War. She caused a mutiny, you know. Um, the whole time travel thing. <sighs> I just Can we get Burnham a break? You know, I don't want her to be the cause for, like, this post-apocalyptic Star Trek universe. If that is the case, if she's somehow responsible, I hope they explain it well. Uh, I'm hoping it's some big bad guy and yeah, he's still alive or something and we find out. I think that would be cool, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> if that's yeah. the case, they need to start dropping some hints or something. <laughs> I kind of want I, it to be like the Borg or something. I think that'd be kind of oh, cool. Like that, yeah. Revenge of the Borg, you know? We still don't know what's up with that melody because we haven't, we didn't hear or see anything about that this episode. Yeah, I don't think there was anything. <laughs> no. Um. Uh. Mostly, what happens is Grudge shows up with book ship, and then Michael's like, "Hey, we got to go find this black box." Mm-hmm. Can we go do that now? And Saru's <laughs> like, "No, the Admiral told us we have to wait." in case this other thing happens on this other world. Which and totally Burnham, makes sense. Yeah, but Doesn't it? at the like, same time, he okay. should have asked the Admiral as well about this. Like, that yeah. gets said. But at the same time, you can understand Saru being like, I'm in charge, I have these orders, we're not going to go against these orders. So, uh, I understand his position... Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that Michael does just run off with Giorgio to go save Book and to get, like, the black box and the information. Yeah. That's a bit sketchy, but I like how the... Especially how the Admiral handles all this situation. And he actually mm-hmm. leaves it up to Saru 
to punish Burnham. Yeah, that was a good move. I think, uh, you know, this Vance guy, he's in a real tough situation. And yeah. I'm kind of seeing where he's coming from, you know? Um, <laughs> he, Yeah, it's like, it's like he's playing an RTS and he's losing, you know? So he's like, I don't yeah. want to use all my resources, you know? I, I, need, I need you guys, you know, in case I need, you know, need to put you in, you know, into play. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess Michael really has feelings for Buck. I feel like that's kind of what motivated all this. Yeah. I think the black box is almost secondary, you know? Yeah, but I mean, the black box is also the information that she's been searching for for the last year. That's true. That's true. Like, it's a big reason behind her going, but it's not the, uh, uh, it's like you have this feeling like yeah there's something going on between her Mm -hmm. and book more than she's letting on and more than probably what we see in this episode yeah because we never got that part two (laughs) of that premiere um i'm really hoping we get that at some point now (laughs) a lot of unanswered questions there so yeah they go to the uh the junkyard planet and yeah leaving grudge with tilly as we mentioned before that's right um yeah i don't know what do you think of this whole section the whole planet thing i mean it was cool seeing like these ships floating in the atmosphere and them going up and like tearing them down and stuff and like seeing all like the parts and obviously Things that must go on mm-hmm. uh, in, like, this time period because of the devastation that happened. Yeah. But at the same time, there's what happens to that Bajoran mm-hmm. and the guy telling him to run for it and how these people have been made into slaves that was because they up. owe someone a debt. That that was really terrifying, and it's like they it can't was. even work their way out of the debt. They they yeah. literally say they can't work themselves out of debt. Yeah, it was a uh, definitely dark. You know, this felt like something that may have fit better in like The Walking Dead or something. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, um, and and the guy that um had his antenna cut off and is forced to put the implants in these slaves. Yeah. So if they go outside this barrier, their head explodes like, whoa, what the hell? When did this become a part of my Star Trek? Yeah. But it's cool. It is cool, yeah. Um, it's just the whole galaxy is such a mess, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What what happened to the Andorians? <sighs> I mean, yeah. I... Well, we get a lot of... Uh, let, let's stay with the trash planet. We'll go back to the Discovery because... Sure. We get bits and pieces of stuff happening there. But uh, let, let, let's just get through all of what happens on the planet. Mm-hmm. So... I really dug this episode. I thought that the uh, adventure aspect with uh, Michael and George out on their adventure was really good. It was fun to see Book again. It was fun to see that Andorian guy who was clearly going to die. 
Um, so that was unfortunate, except for then he didn't die. So even that was a bit of a surprise. Maybe he'll be a recurring character. Who knows? They arrive, they get a demonstration of how the security works. They're going through looking at all these parts and stuff, and then something comes up and the guy who's overseeing them uh, sort of has to go away, so he leaves the drone with them, and then Michael just sort of destroys the drone, and then they make an uprising happen. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little confused on the specifics, on how that worked, but... Well... Well, it seems like Book had been planning something along these lines for a while. Yeah. And just needed the right moment. Yeah. And Giorgio and Michael sort of come in and create that moment. And not only that, but then they essentially lead this um, escape of these mm-hmm. slaves and get Book's ship and start shooting the prison guards and whatnot yeah that was nuts um apparently book ship is a transformer did you see that yeah like it like like twisted and like i don't even know how to explain it but it was really cool yeah um but the other main thing that happens with georgio and right that is the flashes that she's been getting of someone named San, who's obviously dead and part of, um, I think it was the Human Empire. I didn't the really Terran get Empire, to see the badge yeah. all that much. It definitely, it looked like the Terran Empire symbol to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense, of course. But... <laughs> uh, it, we only got like, yeah, it for her being her, it's like we're getting flashes of, uh, like these blurry things that... Mm-hmm. And a lot of blood. That That's yeah. essentially what we get. And it's like, hey, uh, Michael at one point's like, hey, you have to talk to me. Like, you can talk to me. Like, this isn't the Terran Empire. Mm-hmm. This isn't a weakness. And Giorgio just sort of plays it off. But you can see that she's really hurt by something. Yeah. She's yeah. obviously suppressing some memories. Yeah, I was wondering if it had something to do with um, what happened to Burnham in the other universe. Uh, I'm not sure if it has something to do with Burnham, or maybe um, in the other universe she had a son, or maybe an actual daughter. Oh, that could be, yeah. I was wondering, so it looked like someone was stabbed, maybe someone stabbed her, and or she had to like stab them? Or yeah, someone attacked her. Well, someone she I mean, cared about, probably. Yeah, it, well, that's something that happens in the Terran society is to get ahead, you attack your superiors. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if, like, maybe it was her husband. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I have a theory, and my theory is that Mir Georgiou, as we know, it's from the Mirror Universe. Okay, obviously, Troy, that is dumb. But last episode, David Cronenberg and his holograms told us that Mirror Universe people are actually genetically predisposed to be evil. So here's my theory. 
I think that genetic predisposition is based on removing empathy from them. And David Cronenberg went in and reversed that distinction. So now suddenly she's empathetic. Suddenly she can feel everything that she's ever done before. Now, this may not sound like a wholly original idea to you, and that's because it's not. This is the story of Angel from the Buffy show. But I think that's what happened. I think Giorgio is suddenly having PTSD flashbacks because suddenly she understands how wrong all of the things that she has done in the past have been. Uh, the other thing that happens in um, the escape is the Andorian, mm-hmm. who is treated like an outcast on this planet because he has to implant everyone with the head-exploding device. Yeah. Helps book out and gets everyone off the planet, and he gets shot in the process, but he survives. He does survive, doesn't he? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But um... there's a while there where you're like, oh, this is the guy that's going to die this episode, and then he's (laughs) not. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um. Yeah, do you think he'll become part of the crew or something? I'm not sure if he'll become a part of the crew, but I think he might become some resistance leader or something. Yeah, definitely. Like, he might turn out to be someone important later on who's going up against the Emerald Chain or something. Yeah, definitely. Or at least against... Oh, what's her name? Um, I can't even remember it. The, uh, the 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 boss of this scavenger planet. It starts with an O. We didn't even see them, did they? On did we? Or, on, no, Osiris? we didn't see them. We just saw Osiris, maybe. No. Maybe. Um. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, we we didn't see them. We just saw like the underlings. And her nephew, or his nephew. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Of their pronouns. Their nephew. Yeah. That could come back at some point. (laughs) Yeah. I'm also thinking, um, the guy from the second episode, the villain from that one, there's no way he's not coming back, right? Like, (laughs) Probably, yeah, no. They let him go. He has to come back in some villainous form. For sure. Probably in a few more episodes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but yeah, like, as they're leaving, they shoot some of the ships that were being scavenged and blew up the factory, essentially, after everyone escapes. Yeah. It's kind of great. And, I liked... of course... Oh, sorry. Uh, Book, Book gets the black box for Michael, and it's like... But, so they have the information that they went there for. Yeah. So they actually are bringing something important back to the Federation. So the Admiral even says, like, um, or was it the Admiral? Yeah, it was, it the, was Admiral. the Admiral. Yeah, he says like because she saved lives, you know, like she wasn't yeah. in the brig. Yeah, that's his whole line is, "Hey, what you did was wrong. You went against direct orders, mm-hmm. but if the captain had come to me and told me how important this information was." I might have let you go in on the mission, but because you didn't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the only reason you're not in a brig at the moment is because you saved lives. And I thought that was great because it's literally putting Burnham in her place. Yeah. 
without being like, you go into the brig now because we know you did good and you brought us important information. Yeah. But at the same time, you're not acting in Federation guidelines. So we, you're not going to get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he leaves the punishment up to Saru to give. Yeah. And he just takes away her number one status. He does, which she just got. So that was kind of like, yeah. oh, ouch. But, like, it could have been so much worse, you know? At least she's not back to being an ensign. Um, she's still the science officer. But yeah. that means we now have a first officer slot open. Who do yeah. we think so is going to step up? This is where I, I wanted to go from here back to the ship stuff. Oh, yeah. Because okay. now we should talk about all the stuff that happens on the ship and who we think might become the number one. Mm. Because Stamets obviously doesn't have the disposition to do it. No, not at all. He's... He doesn't want it. <laughs> no. But his interactions with Adria, sort of, you're seeing mm -hmm. more of that sort of come out in him and he yeah. explains how they have so much in common and how she's a genius and like he just wants to help her out yeah definitely to work out all this stuff and of course she makes she like fixes his arms gets the stents out uh she but he converts the spore hub so he just has this micro gel that comes off his hands immediately, so it doesn't re leave a residual. It, it, so he doesn't have to get stabbed up the arms by those massive needles, which <laughs> always made me squirm a little bit. Yeah, that was nice of her. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely a genius. Um, I think she's gonna add a lot to this crew for sure. Um, but it was really sweet to see Adira and Stamets connect like that too. Yeah, and that he he didn't like question it; like he was really accepting of her or them. The other thing is what happens between Saru and Tilly. That's right, because Tilly's like she she actually doesn't she tell Saru that. Michael's missing, or does Saru come to her? I can't remember now. I uh, I only got to see this one once, <laughs> but I think that she went to Burnham's quarters, and that's where the cat was. Yeah, and she realized. I think she went to Saru, but uh, I could be wrong. Uh, uh I'm pretty sure when they were running the drills. Saru comes down and Tilly is like, this is about Michael. I, I think he actually That's comes what it to is. her. Yeah. 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 But she brings it up. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then Saru brings up how she must have gone on the mission against direct orders. And Tilly's the one who's like, hey, you have to tell the Admiral about that before it comes back on the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a very first officer response. It is. It is. So I'm like, oh, does he promote Tilly? 
it, because... from a story standpoint, it seems like that would be that would make sense, you know, like Tilly. Except she's still an ensign. She that's the thing. I mean, yes, I love Tilly. She's brilliant, and she would make a great first officer. But she is an ensign, and I don't know how Detmer, how Bryce, how Owo would feel about that. You know, like there's so many crew members that outrank her on this ship. Yeah. What? Why aren't they qualified? You know, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for like a few more episodes because we we get those interactions. I I know for one thing now that yeah. uh, Linus is just the comedy relief. For this you don't whole think it's going to be Linus? You don't think no, Linus is going to be the EXO? <laughs> I don't think so. Not not. Not not with him popping into places randomly and just having one minus and then popping back out. You know, before that happened, he was probably Saru's first choice, but then he saw him goofing off and he's like, nope, crossing <laughs> off the list. <laughs> uh, Who do you want to see? You know, I think I think it's going to be Tilly, but I got to think about this. I don't know. I I kind of want to say like one of the crew members that we never see, you know, uh, j- just because just just to see another crew member a little bit more. But um, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's not going to be Stamets. It's probably not. Probably not. Right. I don't know. That would be interesting. Um, I mean, it can't be Colber. I or mean, why not? It could be Colber. Yeah. I'd be cool with that. He seems pretty level-headed, yeah. you know? Like, like he bounced but, back from that whole dying thing, you know, like, pretty well. Like, he seems like he's, you know, he's holding yeah, it together it, pretty good. The only thing is, is he, he is also the Doctor, so how much can we actually expect to see him up on the bridge and whatnot? But he's not the only Doctor, because there's another Doctor. True. So that could be, and you know, the first officer can be really any kind of position, right? Because we had uh, Spock was the first officer, but he was also the science officer on the Enterprise. Yeah. Right? Well, so I definitely know be... who it's not. It's definitely not Giorgio. Yeah, no, that would be a bad <laughs> idea. Oh, just wait. It's totally going to be Giorgio, isn't it? <laughs> And she's going to mutiny and take over the ship, and it's going to be a whole thing. Nah. Yeah. So, yeah, probably Tilly. <laughs> All right. So, oh, did you have? No. Uh, I, so... I, I think we hit, hit a lot of the points and things that happened in this episode. Um, yeah. It looks I like think the only interaction we haven't talked about is the kiss. Trying to remember which one? Book and Michael in the Oh that's right. <laughs> turbo lift. I was like, did I miss something? Yeah. Um yeah, that, that, that was nice. It was earned. Yeah. Um I like I like them as I mean, I like I like Book as a character quite a bit, you know. I just yeah. I think they need he needs to be like part of the crew or something at this point. They need to not let him run off again because he was gone for how many episodes and then got kidnapped? <laughs> Here's the thing. I think they also kind of need him to be 
out there unattached to the Federation. Yeah. So, so we can, like, can sweep get... in at the last second and save everyone? Well, not just that, but, like, <laughs> if they have someone that they need to get into, like, places that mm-hmm. maybe don't quite like the Federation or their ideals or they think something about the Federation that mm-hmm. isn't welcoming, I'm guessing they're going to need book to get into those places, and he seems very much like a mm-hmm. realer dealer kind of person uh, with that sort of personality where he can, like, get his way into places. Yeah, totally. The The problem with Book is um, he might not always get himself out of those places as well <laughs> as he think he can. That's Because true. It, it really did take Giorgio and Michael showing up for... Them to uh, for him to be like okay now here's the plan on how we are all getting out of here because he seems to want to rescue everyone. Yeah, definitely, which is good. You know, the, you know he's got uh he's got the whole hero thing going for him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he does get over in over his head for sure. Um. He once again he totally reminds me of Han Solo. Even a ship kind of a little bit like it's kind of lopsided and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to, I just, you know, I hope he's uh, not going anywhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's going out into the universe to find more information, but I don't think he's going anywhere from the show, especially yeah. with uh, Grudge being... <laughs> uh, a central point to a lot of the promotion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um so Tyler actually sent in a few questions for us. Um Okay. Let let's let's get at them. Sure. So the first one is this is actually for me directly. <laughs> he said, Eric, last episode you said, and I quote, they better not touch my nacelles. Two minutes into the episode, they detach them. How does that make you feel? I know we already went over this, <laughs> but, you know, I feel conflicted. I'm not going to lie. I feel conflicted. It looks cool, but uh, what's the point? What is the point of a detached cell? Like, they they better explain this. Is it just to look cool? Because, like, that's not good enough. They need to they need to really techno babble this shit up, especially like this season, you know? I don't want them to like retcon this later on and be like, "Oh, this is why we detach." No, no, I want an answer now. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was your moment to shine. Um, let let's see. It took book all of three weeks to go from fresh start to prison labor camp. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, I kind of had the same reaction. <laughs> I was like, really, man? We leave you alone for two episodes. Yeah. Uh, um, of so course, you... he asked, yeah, who, yeah. <laughs> who do we think will be number one? And he thinks Tilly. Uh, we just went through discussing that, so. Yeah, I think he's on to something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Giorgio... Is just also sorry, I misread this. So Giorgio 
also just is like having PTSD. Wow, this season is full of surprises. So how many people have PTSD on this ship, potentially? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. No, no, seriously, like... Sure. I mean, think of what happened to Stamets and Culver, mm-hmm. and all the crap that happened to Michael. Yeah. And, like, just everyone's messed up from traveling <laughs> 930 years into the future as well. Like, yeah. It There's no avoiding it on this ship. It's just a part of the crew now, I think, is they're all having a little bit of trauma. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame them. But no. I, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think Tilly should be the first officer. I think she should be the ship's counselor. I think this ship desperately needs a counselor. Yeah. Where's Troy when you need her? Um. So uh, Tyler goes on to say, look, there's a cat. I've got a cat who took care of grudge while book was enslaved. A hologram or something? I mean, we already have automatic food dispensers and other stuff so it wouldn't surprise me if in the future it's gotten even better like Mm. automatic um uh, replicators just automatically (laughs) being the food straight onto the ship like there we go it's solved future (laughs) okay mc you're wrong i've been sitting here editing this episode because it's coming out late like not even adding any like audio from the episode uh like i when with like resisting the urge to jump in and just tell you guys when you're wrong. Cause like Eric just called the, uh, look, there's a cat. I've got a cat segment, the wrong thing. So I just edited that out. It's fine. Um, MC keeps calling Adira Adria or Adria. Yeah, that's it. Also, you guys forgot to cut to an ad break. friends this is troidal power host of the troidal power presents the power playthroughs podcast with troidal power a podcast where i your host troidal power play through games in a powerful way and i'm inviting you to listen to troidal power presents the power playthroughs podcast with troidal power a podcast where i your host troidal power play through games in a powerful way you can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com But but you're you're so wrong here that I have to jump in and comment. So Grudge isn't just a cat; she's a queen, and as that, she's like got to be like so like particular and like she's very high maintenance. Like she's just like some automatic food dispenser is not going to work. She has a thyroid problem, and or she's just a chonky girl. And as a chonky girl, she's she's just going to overeat. She's, three weeks of free eating, she's just going to overeat. MC, she's just going to overeat. She's going to be so thick and like she probably like pissed all over the ship like i know that as like a cat owner like if i don't like keep my litter boxes like perfect even if i do keep them perfect like my cat just pisses everywhere he's been pissing everywhere right now it's really pissing me off he's just pissing everywhere mc mc he's 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 pissing everywhere grudge is gonna piss everywhere on that goddamn ship and you're wrong she needs like a holographic servant at bare minimum like who who's petting her who is petting that girl mc who is petting this queen like you you think like they just got like i don't know i guess they have programmable matter so like maybe she can like use the controls to pet herself because that's how she wants to use them 
I like that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so last one is uh, Linus was 100% trying to transport to the bathroom when he landed in the captain's chair, not the mess hall. Oh, that's okay. not a question. That's not a question, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that was a statement, and um, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with it, but it sounds funny enough that it could be true. Yeah. Especially with my whole Linus being the comedy relief for this season. Yeah. He looked pretty embarrassed about getting into the captain's chair like that. Like, whoops. Yeah, no, Linus is great. Um, yeah, that was pretty awesome. All right. Uh, what else? What is that? It is that everything? I I, I forgot how to run the, this podcast. Have, have we covered everything? Uh, well, yeah. I don't think we've oh, we, done our normal questions. We do have we our wrap up do. questions. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just uh, we'll have to ask each other each of these. <laughs> uh. Okay. Well. Troy isn't here, but who was the Ash Tyler of this episode? Hmm. Hmm. Can we say grudge? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, maybe maybe grudge caused the burn. Oh. That would be something. She is a queen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. Did any of the nacelles do it for you, Eric? Um, I'm going to flip this back on you, and I'm going to ask, do it, any of the nacelles do anything for you? Because I, mean, I, I normally... spent most of the episode talking about these freaking glowy detached nacelles. Yeah, I, I don't think nacelles necessarily do it for me. <laughs> uh, it's more like the silhouette of ships, like mm-hmm. how they look when... like. A lot of the promo stuff, and like at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. when they showed the um, Discovery uh, silhouette, it's really nice. And yeah, I it's just iconic. Think by detaching, yeah, like detaching the nacelles is going to change that silhouette, even if they don't do it in the opening credits. Like it's, yeah, it, well, they it, it's definitely changed it because now there has to be a gap there. Yeah, I'm it's weird, like, right? I'm not, I'm not okay with it. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I got to get used to it. But they didn't. Not only did they do that, they put holes on the uh, the outer edges. I don't even know how to explain that. Like the um, yeah. the things that usually attach to the cells. There's now like it's uh, there's holes in them. <laughs> there's holes in the ship. But then on the on the the ring, the saucer section. Um, there used to be little things holding the section together and those are gone now. Like the bridge is just, it's not quite floating there, but it, there's not a lot connecting it now, which is weird. Um, so yeah, it, the whole, uh, the whole silhouettes changed. Yeah. And, um, that, I think that's what bothers me about it. Cause yeah. even with the enterprise refit, the silhouette was still kind of the same, right? Like, yeah, it had the it still same the basic same. look. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but I think we just need to see more of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we'll get used to it in time. Yeah, and you know, maybe they'll do something cool with those um, 
you know, floating nacelles. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of like when the Enterprise D separated. Maybe the nacelles can go off and do something weird. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think there's gonna. I think there's some surprises in store for sure. Uh, so was this episode better than spending the same amount of time playing Minecraft? Uh, I think it was better than playing Minecraft. To be honest, I yeah. I, I might be getting burnout on Minecraft as well. Yeah, it, it, it's very possible. <laughs> I don't know. It was a good episode. I really liked it. Yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Was there a triple? Was no. there a triple? I don't think there I don't was. Think unless, there was. Unless there was one hiding in that junkyard somewhere. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't see one. Um, what'd you think of the new, new characters? characters? Yeah, uh, I thought that guy on the planet was kind of a jerk, and the way Giorgio treated him was spot on. They're Ryan, yeah, yeah, he was, a, he was an asshole. Um, I I wasn't huge on the uh, the Andorian that got his antenna cut, but we haven't really gotten to know him all that well, so no. Well, he was also forced to put like those implants in all the slaves and. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that either. Yeah. Uh, did the science techno babble make sense? Sure. Why not? I mean, <laughs> half the time we don't even understand the level of technology that they are at that they can do all this stuff. But I yeah. mean, sure. I, it... I'm not sure there was much techno babble this time. No, it was there all really about wasn't. Black boxes. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's like the Arthur C. Clarke quote, you know, um, any advanced form of technology is indistinguishable indistinguishable for magic. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Like, they're, they're so advanced that we can't even comprehend how this stuff works, uh, which is that, appropriate. That's pretty much how I see it as well. Yeah. It's almost getting into like kind of like Star Wars territory because it's like a more fantasy than sci-fi, you know. I think I think we're gonna have to skip our Mando minute so we can wait for Troy to. I agree. Yeah, we'll have a few episodes to catch up on with that one. Yeah. Um. So any any final thoughts? Uh, it was a good episode. Uh. I mean, they they've they seem to be setting up a lot of like galaxy size stuff like mm -hmm. we're getting a look at the syndicates and like who's in charge mm -hmm. and how the federation is trying to deal with these people like they seem to be very diplomatic mm -hmm. and trying not to get into wars but at the same time, they it's like this other side's a bit more aggressive and they seem to be yeah. trying to like push on the Federation a bit and trying to push them out, it seems like, in some places. Well, it seems like they would fight dirty, you know? Whereas yeah. the Federation's trying to retain their principles, but they're worried if they got into a fight, they'd lose, you know? Yeah, that, that that's the other thing. Like, it very much seems like the Federation doesn't want to get into a fight. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, like, someone's going to push them and they're not going to be able to back down because yeah. they were, like, trying to save that planet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so next time, uh, did you watch the next time on? 
the little... Uh, uh no. I, I'm I... pretty excited. Like, it does it never really gives away much, but, uh, yeah, that that should be interesting. It looks like we might see some Vulcans. Spoilers. I'm, I'm not sure if that's on the Netflix one. I, I, that might just be for CBS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every time on uh, CBS, they show, like, a little 30-second clip of what the next one's going to be. But it's always so fast. That. It's always so fast that you can't really tell what's going on. But yeah, yeah that that that's uh, I actually prefer those previews than um, the ones that same. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> sometimes it's like next time, and then it's like tell me the whole plot of the next episode. It's like it's like I well, guess I could skip that one. Why would you do that? Yeah. Well, you just like ruined a whole episode of that show for me. <laughs> uh, so you can listen to more of MC and Troy on the best animated shows ever so far, where they watch, discuss, and rank every cartoon ever so far based on his first three episodes. Are you guys, uh, you guys are doing, um, what is it, Lino? Not Lino. Thundercats, uh, right? Thundercats. Uh, we might be taking a short break of... Oh, for the Six holidays. Six weeks or so, yeah. It, it's just, the holidays are going to be a lot, especially with him having um, a mm-hmm. almost one-year-old at this point. And, uh, well, actually, I think he turns one next weekend? It's pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of course, uh, that, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. New Year's, this whole time's going to be really busy for him. So we might take a short break and come back in the new year. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, yeah, I I kind of tend to do the same thing around this time of year. Um, although Epic Fails History has been on hiatus a lot lately. <laughs> um, I'm hoping after the holidays this year, I'm going to really hit the, hit the ground running next season uh, in January. Um, speaking of, you can find more of my work on Epic Fails of History. That's Epic with a K, where I talk about humanity's greatest failures and what we can learn from them. Uh, you can find links to everything we just mentioned in the show notes, as well as links to everyone's social media and a link to our Discord channel where you can chat up, chat with us about Star Trek and other stuff. So I guess it's two to beam out. Yep. <laughs> We're rebeaming too. I forgot to ask. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see the... <laughs> What's the next? Uh... Yeah. Uh... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, fuck. Let, let, let's beam over to um, Starfleet HQ so we can find out where the hell we're headed. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, two to beam out. Beep, 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 be